Welcome to the Pumped Up for Discussion podcast, the oh, only show Christ. on the internet where we talk about the things we talk about in the order that we talk about them. I'm Simon Peltier. I'm Tom Zalatnik. My name is Tim Blay. And we've got a special guest in studio with us today. It's Ashley Araneta. Hi, hey. everybody. How are you doing? Good. I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. Ashley's awesome. a frequent improviser at Montreal Improv, part Ooh. of Dog's Breakfast. Yes. And uh, you have like a crazy school background too, eh? Um, well... You went to crazy school? I went to crazy school. <laughs> that's, majored. That's pretty sick. It's important. Double majored. Uh, well, I, I did my bachelor's in poli-sci, and then... Oh. Which is nothing too crazy. Uh, but no. then I did my master's in public policy, and I kind of specialized in, like, military strategy. Oh. <laughs> oh, wow. And contentious politics on the side, you know? Sweet. So, yeah. I did How do you impressive. train for military strategy? Do they, like, just make you play Risk a lot or what? Actually, yes. A couple of my classes <laughs> was basically uh, you sit in the middle of the classroom and you play Risk for, like, the entire class. And then people are just analyzing your strategy and trying to figure out what your next move is. And you get graded on whether or not you you are good defeat at risk. the other opponent. So you're saying that what I did during grade eight, I could have gotten a master's for that? Yes. 100%. You're enough of an improviser that I can't tell if you're joking right now. Well, you could have worked towards that. Yeah, that's a thing. All right. Cool. Wow. That's impressive. Should we we deconstruct the world today or what do we got on the docket? Yeah. What's your... uh, I don't know. As a a leading expert in this room on like military military strategy. Well, I was thinking we could talk about space because that's where I worked for quite a bit. And that's Sweet. you worked in space. space. I worked in space. <laughs> space. Um, no, I worked at the Canadian Space Agency very briefly. That's, but that's pretty cool. Yeah, it was it's not it was as cool as in life. space, but it's still pretty cool. I wow. wish I wish, but I would never qualify as an no, astronaut. No, why not? I can't hear from one ear. Okay. Ooh. Yeah. Ah. So, so that's a big prerequisite. Right, to yeah. be I, I didn't know binaural <laughs> hearing was a requirement for being an astronaut. Well, I know it is for the the Canadian military, which is another thing that I was applying to. Right. And it it was pretty much what I was working towards. Hence, why mm. I did like a master's and I was a policy analyst for quite a bit. And then I did all the testing and I did interviews for a good year straight. And then when it got down to the medical. They were like, well, your chart says you can hear perfectly well in your left ear, and then your other chart says you can't hear a thing in your right ear, so I'm Oof. sorry. Man. Yeah. Oh, man. Great way to start a podcast. You couldn't <laughs> fake it? You didn't? They actually, so the do- I don't even know if I could say this, but I'm going to say it anyhow. The doctor's right. like, you should come back in three months and redo the uh. hearing test. And I was just like, what are you saying? <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? Just come back and redo the test. <laughs> uh, but so you did ask no questions pretty <laughs> much because uh, it's just a sequence of beeps and you can basically mm. time them you just press a button every time you uh, hear a beep i huh. i did that recently for a study on bilingualism oh mm-hmm. a sequence of beeps yeah his second yeah. language is beep yeah what's the correlation i speak beep you speak beep um i don't know i was put in a box and they put headphones on me and they told me to click a button every time i heard a beep yeah, that's essentially what the yeah. hearing test was. Yeah, 
Interesting. I think they have to normalize it because then afterwards they give you a bunch of like things com- to commands to. by yeah. ear that you have yeah, to respond and then, to. Right? And so. I listen to like music and stuff, so they wanted to make sure that the the melodies I was like if if I got things wrong, it wasn't just because I couldn't hear. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. Makes sense. Yeah, okay. and apparently my hearing is really good when you get really high high end pitches, but not that great when you get pretty low in pitches. Oh. Is what I hear. I've so you're real good with the beeps, but not so good with the boops. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly mm. correct. Yeah. <laughs> Even like really, really quiet. If they were high pitched, I could still hear them. Is, hmm. is that considered like supersonic hearing? Uh, I think it's super considered. Sonic. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. When you're flying at a thousand miles an hour. <laughs> That's what astronauts need, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I could be an astronaut. Okay. I seriously considered applying for the astronaut program when, like, what was it last year when they had the, like, the, like we're looking for astronauts. Yeah, yeah they've been really like, advertising for Yeah, because I was like, I, I check a lot of those boxes, but I for me, it's the vision. I would need, you need 2020 vision. So it's Have like, you considered applying for Mars One? Um, no, because I don't want to be stranded on a I frozen so rock and then die. I want to do that. I, I feel, like, I feel one like Mars One probably has way fewer uh, 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 qualifiers than being an astronaut. Maybe because right. you don't actually because being an astronaut is it's like being a scientist like you're you're on a yeah. mission. You're either, either an engineer you're, or a yeah. scientist. Right. Yeah. Or Whereas like Mars one is more like, like being on The Bachelor. Yeah, <laughs> it's like if if they can send Survivor Matt if they can send and keep Matt Damon on Mars, I'm pretty sure you're fine. Spoiler alert: mm. They can't because that was a, a a movie. Well, I haven't seen that movie yet. Don't tell me they can or can't. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he was on Mars, so yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. There's that, but he also grew some mad potatoes. Mm. Yeah, I can't grow potatoes. I have never grown up. I've I have that's trouble. That's true. <laughs> I have trouble keeping my succulent alive. Succulent. And they're, they're that's a kind of plant that is notoriously easy. They're resilient. To take that's what Simon yeah. calls his son. <laughs> my succulent, gross. That's, yeah, <laughs> succulent pelletier. That <laughs> <laughs> that's a gross name for a person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I would never do that to my hypothetical non-existent son. <laughs> Do you have any like insider scoop on the space agency? Like if I was to if I was to get twenty twenty vision by a trick of the lasers, how how would I game the system? Oh, I actually I see I specialize in like space debris and okay. satellite stuff. So I could tell you about satellites and what they got going mm. on. I think by now it's not anything top secret so they're working on like this radar set which uh, it's a project of like a collection of satellites okay it's supposed to be used for uh like humanitarian stuff and and uh uh, natural disasters and whatever but they're i think they're thinking about military uses which is kind of crazy because uh our space program has always has been focused on civilian use right right Hmm. you don't think of canada as putting weapons in space no no we're not no not at all (laughs) but that's where we get you canada putting weapons in space since 2017 let everyone else make these space treaties and then all of a sudden canada takes over space and we control everything i mean we've already got the canada arm so we just need to arm one and two yeah yeah two two arms to become canada armed Oh, <laughs> nice. That was a nice one. Yeah. So, what, yeah. like, what are the humanitarian purposes for this, though? Uh, more like disaster relief stuff. Uh, so they're they're just watching out for, um, yeah, trying to predict any kind of huge storms and hurricanes storms and, and hurricanes and how to plan about and and what to do to prevent right. or to not to prevent, obviously, but to how to react and how to save people's lives right so is this like large scale like you're looking at like gigantic vortices of air or is it like looking at people and being like hey like like in roller coaster tycoon you're like that person should go over there 
<laughs> yeah, definitely. I think it's a mixture of both where they're just kind of looking at um, um, the weather systems and then uh, how to displace people the most efficient way possible. Hmm. And and that's it, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, sweet. But mostly like how to how to send satellites safely into the satellite graveyard. Right. Like where is that? It's like further. That's beyond, <laughs> it's, that's it's, beyond it's our behind, borders. We must never go there. The satellite, it's behind the satellite church. Yeah. With the satellite parish. It's a few blocks. Yeah. A few blocks. A few million blocks. Yeah. <laughs> you know, to carry. You know, Notre Dame de Satellite. <laughs> I, I've never noticed. I drove by um, the cemetery on Mount Royal the other day, mm. and I saw it from a different road than I have ever seen it from before, and I'd never noticed, like, how vast it is. Oh, it's mm. so big. It's huge. It's That's very a lot of large. dead. It's like all, yeah. the, all the dead people who have ever lived in Montreal. I know. I, when I was in Dublin a couple years ago, and I remember <clears throat> taking a tour of the... I want to say Glasnevin Cemetery that is in Dublin. And one thing that blew my mind was there are more dead people in the cemetery now than people alive in Ireland currently. Hmm. That's spooky. And it's just because like, like there's sections of the, of the cemetery where when you go, there's these really old graves that are from like the 1500s and stuff like that. Like it's easier to forget how old Europe is. And then Mm -hmm. you go and you're like, Oh, this, this like Domino's pizza is in a building that's older than the idea of gravity. Weird. <laughs> I wonder if that has any effect on the pizza. Uh, I mean, you know when they like flip it? Yeah. The, uh, it never comes down. Shit. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's in so a they, perpetual state. Yeah, so spin. they have to bring it back. So the dough's a little fluffier. Oh. Mm-hmm. That, that could be that, the that newest method like of launching satellites. You just flip a pizza inside that tower and it goes straight up. But it only, it only <laughs> as soon as Already it le- stabilized? With as its- soon as it leaves the tower, then it gravity comes back. Oh. oh, so it's it, like, it, or at best, it could just bounce up and down. It has to be top. contained. You Perpetual to... motion. Yeah, <laughs> there it is. Bam. Perpetual pizza motion. Mm. Two just... for one Mondays at Domino's. <laughs> <laughs> just like if you were to, what's that commercial where a guy uh, drops his his toast and it automatically lands butter down on the floor, and then the cat lands always on its feet so then he attached a piece of toast to the cat's back and then dropped it and it was just in a perpetual <laughs> state of motion to the point that it just powered his entire house <laughs> that's one of those troll physics memes but i don't know yeah. they made it into a commercial it's a definitely a commercial <laughs> cool <laughs> i'd believe that yeah. huh. it's probably for like duracell batteries i think so yeah, yeah. I can like that. don't do this just use duracell yeah yeah exactly duracell energizer uh which one's the one that doesn't have the rabbit Duracell. Energizer is the bunny. Mm. Mm. Because I feel like Duracell are always doing like, their ads are always very people focused. Yeah, Yeah, like meaningful and Yeah, I feel like like around around the holidays, Duracell always has some commercial about kids. This battery keeps children alive during Christmas. Something like that. (laughs) Or like like, this battery powers these toys for these kids in the hospital. Yeah. Buy Duracell. Santa needs high quality batteries to operate his sleigh. That's why Santa uses Duracell. <laughs> Duracell. <laughs> Duracell. I have a satellite question for you, Ashley. Sure. Where is Sputnik? Just where? Uh, <laughs> like, is is Sputnik still in in orbit? In in the sky? Um, or have they brought it down? Or has it? That's a really good question. Has somebody? Has Canadarm smashed it? Yes, it just the, with the little <laughs> what, joystick arm. Someone que- just question number two, follow-up question, is what is the punching <laughs> capability of the Canadarms? Mm, that's a good question. I don't think we've ever tested that in our labs. Could we? 
Because <laughs> I think that's With the, the really prototype. Important. I think yes. if we were to punch anything, we should find Sputnik and then punch it. Yeah, I. You know what? I. That's a really good question. I have no idea where Sputnik is. Huh? Yeah, because like with with big space stations and stuff, eventually they like bring them down, crashing into the atmosphere. Right. See, Just that's to, the like, thing. Um, I don't. I don't even know if this is the right term, but like uh, older satellites, they never really thought about that, mm. right? So they sent them up, and then once they 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 run on fuel. So once they run out of fuel, it's like, what do you do with it? And it either crashes back down, or it just naturally floats off past the geo geosynchronous orbit and like out of uh, <laughs> out of sight, out of mind. Out of sight, out of mind. <laughs> do, do they though? Because like I'd think if they stopped working, they just keep going around forever. I guess that's what they space can, debris but is. Uh, yeah, exactly. And then they just smash into each other <laughs> and create. And then they become seven thousand more satellites. Exactly that are going at like eleven seconds per mile or something like 11 that? seconds per mile does that make 11 sense 11 miles per second i guess you can 11 miles those. per second sorry yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's a i don't know you're the space expert you <laughs> I tell mean, me 11 seconds per mile is i mean exactly i feel like that's a I semantic meant. difference <laughs> like yeah. it's the same thing no uh, no no <laughs> no 11 seconds per mile means that it takes you 11 seconds to do one mile whereas 11 miles per second means they do 11 miles in one second whoa words um yes. probably the latter. That's the latter true. is the faster one. Yeah, but yes. both of them are super fast. That's, yeah. Yeah. A and mile in eleven yeah. seconds? Yeah. I yeah, challenge you. Fast. Oh boy. <laughs> to drive faster or walk faster. Even. Eleven mile is my favorite Eminem movie. <laughs> it's the the fourth sequel. Yeah. Third sequel? Third. I mean a mile in eleven seconds isn't nothing. It's like three hundred and fifty miles an hour. That's pretty fast. So it's not That's bad. That's like half the speed of a plane. Of a commercial airliner? Yeah. So, no, it's it's, Pretty it's sure close it's to it. Hmm. Yeah. Well, all this to say that stuff up there goes it's spinning around Earth quite fast. Yeah. Is there any effort to clean it up? Like, is there any talks about how people are gonna? Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. Um, Space janitors. What are they? Gonna, janitors, yeah. What are they gonna do? Are they just gonna send Sandra Bullock up there and have her crash <laughs> into other stuff? And create more space. <laughs> there will be Sandra Bullock debris. Yeah. Sandra Bullock. I don't want Sandra Bullock debris. I want. Her hole. Yeah, we want Sandra Bullock around. I mean, I don't personally want her whole. I I prefer her alive in a single piece. Yeah, so do I. Um, yeah. They do have like these, you know, they have like students uh, working on things and sending in their ideas. And I think one of the coolest ones was um, like a space blanket or no, like a fishnet. A, a fishnet. A space fishnet. Tom's already wearing a space blanket. <laughs> uh, this is a Send space hoodie. Oh, I'm sorry. Whoa. <laughs> okay, so you send up a net and you make it like what? Do you make you it go like just a it. little bit faster than the satellites are whizzing around or what? Oh, interesting. Because like if uh, I was thinking at first you could send it around the opposite way, but then you've got things just like smashing into each other. Well, I think it's not on like this huge massive scale where like it's the the net is a couple of miles or kilometers big. I think mm. it's like you know trying to gather. Little it's not like the size of North America. Basically, and you're no. just sending it. Huh. So. This actually, this brings up an interesting question. Does everything in orbit turn in the same direction? I'm going to yeah. give you first pick on that, but I think, I don't think so. Well, like there's, well, I guess it depends on which, like there's geosynchronous orbit, right. which is where the, most of the satellites are located. And right. those essentially, yeah. And there's slots, right? There's allocated slots like per country or per space agency, okay. I guess. Yeah. And then beyond that, I mean, I have I'm, no I'm idea, pretty actually. sure not because it doesn't NASA have like a whole 
set of satellites sort of orbiting in different trajectories so that they can always bounce a signal to like wherever they want so well like, yeah like it'll always like they're not it's not just one line of of satellites all in the same level yeah there are you know they're orbiting a different but i think it's all like hmm. the direction is the, the same, same direction but okay. just at different axes so you it's, it's not like that that old model of the atom where there's like one around this way and, and one then one spinning way. the other way and going like counterclockwise and clockwise <laughs> Um, It'd be fun if it was true, because then eventually they'd just all smash into each other, probably. Well, yeah, could that could that happen? Because like, my understanding has always been like when you launch something into space, mm. it's going to start rotating at the same. Like if I if you've got a ball, the Earth, for instance, <laughs> and you launch something into space, <laughs> if you space have a little it, if you have a little globe stress ball, yeah, yeah. you know the, you know the ones. It's like yeah. a you've got a tennis ball and you want to launch a little mm. flea off of it, right? Mm-hmm. And the tennis ball has a center of gravity. If you shoot it kind of toward the right, mm-hmm. I always thought it would kind of continue going clockwise, I guess. Yeah. But if you shot it toward the left, it would go counterclockwise. But then, like, that doesn't really make sense if the ball keeps spinning, right? Well, generally, you launch things east, right? Does the rotation of the Earth affect the orbit of the stuff? You guys are throwing a lot that's of the question. I think that's the question, right yeah. <laughs> I would assume so. I mean, because this is like the tra- trajectory stuff wasn't necessarily what I focused on. It was really like, how do we alter a satellite so that it can either get sent off into the graveyard or not pose a threat once it's done or it's mm. it's uh, fulfilled right. its purpose or mission? And then like it was a lot of engineering talk and everything. Mm. So I don't right. necessarily know, like, <laughs> you know, the the details and i was just i was mm. also a policy writer so i write policy on it and like right. canada never had one actually surprisingly so you wrote the first one i wrote this like like you can actually find it right now in the united nations uh, archives of you know for the un uh committee on the peaceful use of outer space they my document is there as oh, uh, like a comprehensive compendium of space policy that canada worked on with like and that's the first treat. ever not the first ever necessarily, oh. it's just because Canada never had one and it's supposed to be a, ra- a relatively, you know, uh, big spacefaring mm-hmm. nation, yet never had one compared to like India or other uh, nations. Russia, that are the US, out. China. Exactly. So it was yeah. weird. And then we had to figure out what are we going to do? What's Canada going to do? And then we had to build this, this compendium, this document right. to analyze what other states are doing and okay. then respond. So it's more like you assembled it. Assembled it, right. yes. So there's a bunch of like pre-existing documents, and then you put it all together. Put it all together with okay. like the help of the Czech Republic and mm-hmm. Germany and other states. So it was pretty cool. Sweet. But in terms of the details mm-hmm. of like which way satellites go and which direction <laughs> and how they orbit, and if yeah. you launch it further east or further west, <laughs> like I can't really tell you. That was a lot of like tech jargon that I let the mm-hmm. engineers <laughs> take care of. Yeah, yeah I guess f- but, I, but I can tell, I can tell yeah. you the answer to which direction satellites mm. get launched because they launch off of Cape Canaveral, right? And they go over the ocean. Um, so that would imply that they go east, um, which makes sense because the earth is rotating east. So if you're trying to get something to go around the earth, hmm. you probably want to go with the direction you're already moving because you're moving insanely fast right. going yeah. around the earth anyways. It's not yeah. like you're going to... It's It's like... If you're driving in a truck and you want to throw a ball really hard, you don't throw it off the back of the truck. You whip it out the front and it nails Tom in the face and <laughs> gives him an owie boo-boo. A big, big bruisey boy. But yeah. I guess that also makes sense because like, you wouldn't want stuff 
orbiting in opposite directions because it's way more likely to crash into each other and make a, a big boom. Yeah. yeah. So at some point, we have like different space people got. Since the 60s. So at some point, people got together and said, "Okay, let's all throw our stuff to the right." Yeah. Well, and then everybody Beyonce. said, "Sure." It Beyonce was more wants you to throw it to the left. It was more like, right. okay, either you can left. throw stuff to the right or you can pay twice as much and throw it to the left. Which one do you do? Why would you pay twice as much? Because you need to, like, fuel is expensive and you got to get it going way faster if you're throwing oh, it. Oh, I well. see. I get it. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I get it, world. I Jeez. get it. <laughs> oh, man. Follow-up question. Sure. Could in, instead of having like destroying and getting rid of all the all this the the satellite trash, right? Could you instead just like bring them all together to about like like the the equator line and just create rings for the Earth like Saturn? But it's all just space trash. So this is like an aesthetic thing. You just want to. <laughs> but it'd be it'd be both, right? It'd be both aesthetic and practical. How practical? Just like Tom's hoodie, <laughs> right? Because then it's all just there. And then, but then, like, because they're all together, they all keep each other there, right? No. Because no. of gravity. <laughs> That's how that works. Gravity is not. <laughs> how much gravity is attracting me to you right now? Okay, not, but not you, you and I are not in space and we're not spinning and we're not 11,000 million pieces of space trash. It's still super, super weak. Like, the, the, gra- the rings don't really keep each other together by gravity, they're just kind of there, I think. Tim, I think you need to apologize to Simon for calling his gravity weak. It is. Um, <laughs> I thought I would have to apologize for the opposite. I'm confused. Anyways. Um, I think I think Tim was trying to maybe make a fat shaming joke. I was trying to say that if I were fat shaming, I should apologize. There we go. Oh, but, I see. Because, but because my gravity is weak, that means I'm not fat. Hmm. I, I thought this I'm was not... like an attraction thing. Like, apologize now for telling him that he's not that attractive. Well, oh. Simon like is objectively crap. the most attractive <laughs> of the three of us. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, I won't, I won't deny it. Tom, that's Tom's runner-up, but he's wearing a space hoodie right now. So, yeah. I would say that the the space hoodie is why he's the runner-up. Mm. Mm. It's the most attractive thing about him right now. Oh. <laughs> I, that's fair, because my eyes are a little puffy and my hair is I was just about to say, you look like you just woke is. up. I've been awake since six. I just woke up. That's also what you look like. Tim just woke up. <laughs> oh man. Jeez. Okay. Um, speaking We're... of sending things into space, do you want to do the do the the thing? Sure. All right. Hey Simon, do you want to tell everyone what the name of the bear is? The mighty brown dragon of the north. That's right. Uh, because uh, one of our Patreon patrons, Kendallin, uh, pledged. To name the bear. Wasn't she in like a really bad commercial for Pepsi recently? Uh, Yeah, yeah, actually, it is in fact Kendall and Jenner. (laughs) (laughs) She's the fifth Jenner, the the fifth one. Yeah, Um, that's a thing. And if you guys are into the idea of helping to drive the direction of the content on this show, you can go to Patreon.com/slash Up for Discussion. You can pledge as little as a dollar, but if you pledge as little as five dollars. Uh, you get to submit things for us to talk about each week, and we will get to one of those in a minute. But first, we've got an ad. Promo! Whoa! Guys, The Final Countdown is a high-energy, fast-paced, improvisational comedy show taking place at Montreal Improv Whoa! on April 20th <laughs> at 7 p.m. Over the course of 45 minutes, eight of Montreal's most talented improvisers will attempt to perform 25 challenges. 
quote unquote. The challenges are a mix of short form improv games and tasks that the players and sometimes even the audience have to complete before the timer runs out. To make it even more difficult, all of the challenges are hidden behind randomly numbered cards. Those cards are placed on the final countdown board, trademarked. The audience controls the order by shouting out which number they wish to see, and the performers have no idea what to expect next. Because so if they on. did, it wouldn't be improv. Well, yeah, exactly. It's, yeah. So uh, I just wanted to make sure we're all on the same page. That's it. Yeah, <laughs> this is not a scripted show. No. But so, but this promo is. This promo is slightly scripted. They gave me a, a thing. It's a little convoluted. I'm not totally sure I get it. But well, I'm intrigued enough hmm. to go. You should go check it out. Thursday, April 20th at 7 p.m. It's $7. Or if you're a Montreal Improv member, it is free. Wow. So go check it out. There will be a link in the description Woo! of this episode. And now, a smooth transition straight Ooh. into our Patreon topic. Guys, Tom week. is opening up his laptop. It's, it's not take, as smooth as he would like moment. it to be. <laughs> it's open right here. Oh. Uh, All right. Long-term patron Patrick uh, has asked for us to talk about how we feel about climate change. Uh, and he has sent along a link. Very warm. <laughs> you feel very warm about mm-hmm. you, you have warm feelings toward it? No. Warm, I just feel, feelings? I just, I just, my insides feel warm. Mm, mine as well. You know, my outsides as well. So I feel degrees. sweaty about it. So Patrick sent along a link to a quiz that I thought we would do on the show. Oh, uh, Which is super fun. Um, All right. And I'll leave a link below and it's from earthday.org. So here's, here's what I, oh, wait, no. when, when's Earth Day? Is Earth Day like now? I think it passed. What? No, it didn't. <laughs> I, thought it was, I thought it was coming up. It passed on. It joined the I great think, graveyard that, in the sky. I think that means that we fail at, <laughs> we at fail this quiz. <laughs> we were a little When bit is Earth late. Day? Question one to 10. Uh, let's see. Earth, Earth Day, April March 22nd. 21st. Hey, this will be out before then. April 22nd is Earth Day, you there guys. There you go. Uh, and so leading up to that, let's take this quiz to see the impact we have on the planet. Wow. Let's do it. So it asked us to provide our location. The closest available location was Ontario. So we're what? off to a bad start already because we're lying to this quiz. Where's Quebec? Mm. I don't know. <laughs> Apparently, I don't know. Where Doesn't are we exist. right now? Quebec is being discriminated against yeah. Yeah, just by like this a, quiz. Are they saying Quebec's not part of Earth? I think they must be, right? They didn't it's even give New York as an option, place. though. So. Oh, oh interesting. Know. Okay, so the first question, um, how should we do this? Between the three of you, knowing what you know about each other, who do you think probably has the most average consumption of things in life? Most aggressively average? The most average. I'm going to... She sends things to space, so she's way up there. Yeah. (laughs) I'm going to guess... I'm going to guess me, because Tim never leaves the house. That's true. True, and Tim mm. spends very little money. I consume a lot of electricity. That's about it. And Ashley, yeah, where do you, do you think you would? La- do you think you spend more or less than the average person on like things that destroy the planet? Oh. Or average. I think pretty average. Pretty I'm, average. I'm a pretty average person. I'd say I'm pretty average, except that I love eating everything out of styrofoam cups. Ah. Uh, mm. So every day I buy a whole sleeve of styrofoam cups, and I put individual jelly beans in all of them. Wow. And then I eat one jelly bean and then throw just throw it in the street. And that he does all of this scales. while driving his car around. Wow. My my Hummer. Your Hummer. My Hummer. Ashley is our winner. And then and, and if I ever, if I ever see a sea turtle, I just give it a plastic bag. So we're oh. gonna get Ashley's answers to these <laughs> questions. <laughs> which was even worse. It's, it's both. Oh. It's both. <laughs> so uh on a scale from never to very often, mm-hmm. uh how often do you eat meat? 
Very often. Very often. <laughs> Boom. And how often do you eat fish? Oof, not often enough. Would you say never, occasionally, infrequently? Occasionally. Occasionally? Yeah. All right. What's What would be often enough for fish? Well, I feel like it's it's a great substitute for not a great substitute, but it's not a great substitute. It's, it's not a great substitute. <laughs> it's just meat. It's mercury it's, uh, like, poisoning. Fish is still meat. I don't understand this dichotomy. <laughs> so, like is it biologically different? No, it's muscle tissue of an animal. <laughs> but it it's cooked differently I with feel heat. Like, I, I feel like it's maybe it's different in terms of its effect on the planet. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Maybe. Yeah, I get the I get why the quiz is asking. I just don't right. get the the general cultural norm. Oh, I think it's neither. all. I think it's also like a fruit and vegetable thing where like like it's it's you you think of it differently if you're cooking than if you're a biologist, right? Where like like if if I'm no. cook, if I'm cooking meat, I will prepare the meat. I will I will prepare my salmon differently than I will my lamb. Hmm. Right. Cultural norms. Mm. I don't think so. I think that you just gotta cook it differently. Biology is a social concept. You, phys- <laughs> it is, you physically cannot deep fry fish. That is true. Everybody knows that. Mm. Is that true? Have you ever had fried fish? Yeah, like fish and, fish chips? and chips. Never in my life because that's <laughs> Wait, impossible. Yeah. <laughs> I have watched you. Right now. Simon, you are a, a liar and a scoundrel <laughs> because I have seen you eat fish and chips and I've seen you enjoy it. Fish and chips are my favorite. They are actually my favorite. Oh, How often do you eat eggs, milk, or dairy? Oh, God, every freaking day. Every freaking day? So yeah. I'm going to say very often. Yeah. Bam. Oh, wait, no. Very often says more than three servings at each meal. That might be intense. I, I oh. eat eggs like twice a day. Okay, I'm going to give breakfast. you very often. Yeah. <laughs> How many servings are in a meal? I don't know. Yeah, good, also a good eggs? question. Eight. I mean, I ate five eggs yesterday for breakfast. Whoa. Just raw? That's legit. That's yeah, like yeah. Just, just crack uh, them on the counter and like, yeah, you're a regular guest. On. <laughs> no, in an omelet, you know, when you make them in omelets, they just, uh, it's just not so, as much. So, so many eggs. I've, I've done that definitely. Like, I crack one egg into a pan and I'm like, that's, nope, that's not enough. Let's do another. Yeah. Still, no. no not just, you just got to yeah. keep going. I feel like my max is usually three. Whoa. Yeah. Unless I'm eating nothing else with it, then I maybe go to four. I my maximum number of eggs is zero. Simon hates eggs. I hate eggs. Is it it's is it a choice or is it no? It's a personal. I mean, he was born that way. He's an eggist. (laughs) I I just do not like the taste of them. Okay. Yeah. So it is a choice, as in you choose like as yeah. He's not allergic. Wait, yeah. yeah. Is it a choice? I, if if I like... were allergic, I would have. I wouldn't have said I don't like eggs. I would have said I'm allergic to eggs. <laughs> but see, the opposite, where people are, are, you know, they're they're saying like, oh, I don't. Uh, I'm allergic to cucumbers. Like, really? Right. No, I just don't like them. Um, mm. No, I don't. Those it's a very subtle. Liars. It's an allergy that only exists in very specific taste bud neurons. <laughs> yeah, but it does exist. I've I've only done that once, but it was because I I was delivered the wrong pizza. And mm. there was like, I, instead of being chicken and green peppers, it was like beef and olives. <gasps> How do you and mess that up? Why is it, all of your pizza stories involve olives where you don't want olives? It's impressive. I think, I think that's my one pizza story. <laughs> I think that, remember when we got those nice calzones? Oh, that's calzones. true. There was olives. not that nice. Yeah, no, mine was not that nice. But anyway, I, I was, I think the guy just gave me the wrong pizza. Like, I don't think he made the wrong pizza. I think there were two pizzas in his bag um. and he gave the other guy mine and then I got the other guy's. And uh, when I called when I called Domino's, I was like, "Hey, I don't. There's this is not the pizza I asked for. I don't. I don't. I don't want to eat olives." And he was like, "Can you just pick them off?" 
Like, no, just no, give me just give ordered. me my pizza. <laughs> I also didn't order beef. <laughs> <laughs> but you got some. So so Damn. I told him I was allergic to olives, and he said, "Oh, even if you pick them off." I was like, "Yes." The residue, the olive residue. Bring me my pizza. <laughs> so, uh, how back, much of your diet is earth. based on fresh, unpacked foods? Say that again. Fresh, unpacked foods. So like. <sighs> Like, you know, not, not cucumbers, but every other vegetable. Like it's like how much of your diet, on a scale of I only eat takeout <laughs> to I like hand prepare everything from like beautiful raw ingredients. What if what if all my beautiful raw ingredients are individually packed? I think that's fair. Okay. <laughs> individually, I'd say it's pretty half and half. Uh, I'm probably closer to. I eat out a lot. Um, so you'll go about a quarter? Yeah, exactly. Cool, cool. There yeah. was a time where I was getting a lot of fresh veggies from like Lufa Farms or something. Delivered oh, yeah. directly to me. Oh. And that was great. And definitely my my fresh fruit veggies <laughs> intake was much higher. Uh, but then that just got really expensive. And that's not a sustainable thing, I don't think. Yeah, it, that's, it that's really sad, actually, that like it's not a sustainable thing to <laughs> yeah, eat sustainably. Yeah, exactly. It's like, well, great. Way to go, to. planet. <laughs> this yeah. is why we messed up. So uh, how much of the food that you eat is locally grown or locally produced? Wow. That's a hard one. Yeah. Probably, probably most of mine because I, I know that uh, IGA does a lot of local stuff. Hmm. Um, and I, I shop at IGA a lot. Hmm. Um, you know, when I go to the grocery store, I'll go for the cheaper tomatoes. So I'm going to yeah. say... Ooh, judgment. Half, half, what, what's Are the one in the middle? The what's earth the one judges you. What's the one in yeah. the middle? The middle is a, is half, and then under that is a quarter and none. Half. What Are do you, you think? I, I, yeah, I go half. You're Can I go half? halfsies? We go in half. Go All right. Half. Okay, it's loading up the next section of I the quiz. I just feel like... How many... That, whoa. We're 22% complete. All right, oh. Ashley. Oh, this is going to be a Get ready to great rest of the pod. <laughs> yeah, this is... Let's, let, maybe we can judgment. speed through this like rapid fire. Yeah, yeah let's yeah. go. Okay. What's your average monthly expenditure on household consumer items? So like how many dollars worth of groceries do you buy per month? Uh, I would say 40 bucks. Per month? Yeah. That's awesome. Whoa. Is that, yeah. I'm like, I spend like 70 a week. How do you eat five Ooh. eggs a day? Man. So, okay. So less than 50. How often do you buy home entertainment, personal computer equipment, and electronic gadgets for your household? Rarely. Rarely. Daily. <laughs> uh, I buy one one MacBook a day and then throw it out. Mm-hmm. So the first option is I rarely purchase household electronics. Yep. The next is I generally only replace broken TVs. <laughs> but I have specific. like five of them. Yeah. So you rarely purchase. I rarely, yeah. Cool. Uh, how often do you buy new books, magazines, and newspapers for your household? Oh, I love books. I love holding a book. Okay. Um. Uh. Probably like two or three books a month. If okay. that's an option on that. Yeah, quiz. I think it's like frequency. So it's like daily, every week or two, like once a month, or like. Let's, yeah. let's just go with monthly. Cool, cool, cool. All right. Uh, how much paper, cardboard, and plastic do you recycle? Like, like what percentage of your stuff that's recyclable do you actually recycle? Uh, probably eighty-five percent of it. Cool. Bam. Nice. Yeah, I try. I try. It's about the same for me. I feel I like I recycle really a lot of stuff hard. that I'm not supposed to recycle, and I wonder if that's better <laughs> or worse. I oh. think, yeah, yeah. It's it's better to throw out something you may be able to recycle than to re- try to recycle something you can't. Hmm. 
Good to know. Well, you're supposed to technically, you're supposed to clean everything. Oh yeah, well I do. Yeah. But I okay. also like, I but tend to like throw out stuff thinking like probably this is recyclable. Recycling is like an integer overflow where if you go to like 101%, it loops down to like negative infinity. That's what I'm wondering, <laughs> yeah. Mm. Um, what comes closest to your house's annual new household furnishing purchases? Oh, how wow. Much, like how much furniture <laughs> do you questions. buy? This is like... Uh, the options I think this are is secretly market research for <laughs> yeah, Ikea. Yeah, seriously. It could be, yeah. Um, the options are maybe some bedding, a new lamp or table, a couch, or I completely refurnish at least one of my rooms every year. Wow. Uh, the complete opposite of that. I mean, I barely buy anything. Uh, put you down as maybe some bedding. Yeah. Boom. Great. <laughs> We're flying through These are like weirdly specific answers. This is extremely that specific. Very specific this isn't question. actually about Earth Day. We're just stalking yeah, you. Yeah, and yeah. I feel like all the folks out there listening to this are secretly finally, judging me now. Finally, the way to know really your, your green footprint is uh, what's your social security number? <laughs> <laughs> I guarantee, like, just based on your answers already, you probably did a lot better than I did on this. <laughs> uh, what housing best describes your home? Mm. Uh, freestanding home, duplex, townhouse, multi-story apartment... Etc. Address. Okay. Apart- apartment key code. <laughs> um, uh, I don't. Uh, foof. It's like a. It's a heritage building. Actually, you know, it's a condo. Ooh. It's a condo. Yeah. Like a multi-story apartment. Like a three-story. I think that'd be closer to a duplex. I think. Yeah. 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 Okay, duplex. Cool. I'll go with. Do you give us your address? Would be able to know exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly well, what GPS it is. location. Uh, <laughs> oh, what is? What? what do you use to heat the house in the winter? Uh, electric heating. Blubber. Blubber. Yeah, I just <laughs> burnt some sweaters. Is there an option for <laughs> run around really fast? <laughs> oh, please. You're the one who wanted us to crank it up to 22. I did. Ooh. 22? What are you, a monster? No, <laughs> I, I'm planet. Taylor Swift. Come on, you know this about me. It's true. They were both raised on Christmas tree farms. <laughs> um, what would you say comes closest? Is your house made of like concrete, brick, or stone, or wood? Uh, Stone. Stone. And it's very poorly insulated because it's just windows everywhere Mm. like little hobbit hole windows that are made out of wood that break really easily like as soon as like a draft passes one of my windows just open and broke oh no yeah you should move (laughs) i am actually how many how many rooms in your home uh two bedrooms so this is oddly wait hold on you're moving out of a two-bedroom place i might be interested I am, well, no, because the the condo owners are moving back in. It's mm. their retirement place. It's okay. We can deal with them. We know everything it's about true. their home now. Yes, you do. And <laughs> at their retirement age, they probably won't put up a fight. How many people live in your home? <laughs> Two. Two. Myself and my roommate. What temperature do you heat to in the winter? Uh, 22. 22. Yes. Is that reasonable? <sighs> I, s- I say high. so. <laughs> The, the three options were 19, 20, and 22. <laughs> I, I always try to keep it ju- just a little chilly in the winter. Because like it's winter, yeah. so I like to, to f- put on a sweater. You yeah. know? Mm. I like to feel like I'm alive. Yeah. That's why I go to 22, because summer is for plus 30 temperatures. <laughs> Um, what what percentage of the light bulbs in your house are compact for a cup? How do you... <laughs> Can someone say that for me? Okay, Compact uh, fluorescent. This, Compact this is a, fluorescent. Okay. I'm going to say right now this is a dumb question because CFLs in Canada do not contribute to greenhouse gases. Oh, really? Mm. For or against. Because you're heating your home pretty much all the time. Right. So what inefficient light bulbs do is they partially heat your home oh, and then okay. you don't have to heat it in other ways. Hmm. 
Oh, oh my gosh! <laughs> I feel so much bulb. better now. Yeah. I saw the light bulb go off. It was like a compact fluorescent light bulb just above my head. Yeah, <laughs> and it broke, shattered into a million pieces. And now you have cancer <laughs> <laughs> because I breathed in the neon gas. Yeah, yeah there you go. I shouldn't go. have done that. Um, you know what? A huge portion of light bulbs are probably not okay. So I'll, I'll put you on the low end. The low end, yes. What percentage of the electricity in your house comes from renewable sources? Zero. Zero. You're, you're, in, you're in Quebec, actually. <laughs> probably all so of it. Probably all of it. Oh, no. What because do you mean? there's hydro- no back button. Oh. Oh. Hydroelectricity. Well, <laughs> shit. It's renewable if you don't care about killing you know, the landscape. It's, it's, it's not killing the atmosphere. How many of your household appliances are rated energy efficient? <sighs> <laughs> My washer. And I'm assuming uh, probably uh, my fridge. So we'll say so, most. Like, let's say most of them. Yeah, sure. Two is sure. most usually. Yeah. yeah, all of ours are. Really? Oh. Yeah, um. I, I checked when I was doing this earlier. <laughs> How often do you bicycle or walk to get around? All the time. Always. Nice. Yeah. Are you I are you a year round year round biker? No, I considered doing it this winter. Didn't have the guts to do it. Mm. Or the boots. Or the boots. Or the treaded tires or the goggles and the snow pants and the gloves and everything else any of the equipment you're like i'd like to do it but i have none of the things i need to like a death wish i mean you know i have one friend his name is simon as well and he bikes around all year long and simon's do Mm. (laughs) (laughs) is that true no (laughs) one simon now does that we know of yeah not this one this one i can think of at least one other one Oh, maybe we know the same Simon. Simon Banderob? No. Okay. That's <laughs> How far do you travel by car each year as a driver or passenger in kilometers? Like 10 kilometers? I'm going to go less than 2,000. Yeah, I don't. I walk everywhere. I rarely leave Montreal. So same for the motorcycle, probably less than 1,000. Yeah. I bike everywhere. Um, do you even have a car? I don't or no? have a car. So I'm going to put you at, at the low end of all these ones about cars and motorcycle consumption. Mm, how I, often, when you're in a car, how often is it with other people? Uh, majority of the time. Cool. How often do you consume cars and motorcycles? <laughs> all the time. When was the last time you ate a car or used it to power your house? Just yesterday. Good. How far do you travel by train each week? I don't use the train. I don't have Never to. Never by train. How about bus or streetcar, which I think includes metro? Mm. Uh, probably twice a week. Okay. Like up to an hour? Yeah. But that the, it's it's different here because our, our buses are uh, electric, fully electric. True, Whereas and we're getting hybrid buses. Now. No, sorry. I'm, I'm yeah, not buses, our buses, yeah. our metros. Our metros are, are fully like, electric. Yeah. We so do have a couple hybrid buses. They're rolling and, they're and, and a lot of a lot of biodiesel, but um, yeah. our our metros are fully electric. Was I lear- which I learned recently, not all subways are fully electric around the world. Yeah. Most of, most of them are powered by coal. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, a lot of electricity <laughs> is powered by coal, so. <laughs> yeah. How many hours do you fly each year? Uh, Two. Six, six hours? Okay. I so often go to, like, the States, South Carolina, Seattle. It depends how much fun Chicago. you're having because time flies when Boo. you're having fun. <laughs> okay, it's processing <sighs> results. Here we go. Here the we suspense. Go. Play suspenseful music. Um, Play, like, big reveal music. Yeah. What? That's just like a major chord. Many activities impact our footprint. If everyone lived like you, oh God. we would need two and a 
2.4 planet Earths to provide enough resources. I'm a That's terrible person. not that bad. For reference, I had seven. <laughs> and Patrick, the patron who sent me this, told me he had over 100. Oh, my God. <laughs> so you're not that bad. I all wonder right. what's like the... I, we should all go in your direction. We should oh. all like mm-hmm. do things like you do them. Oh, okay. That's promising. That means that you are sustainable once we get to the point where we're all heads in jars powered by robot bodies. Wow. That's terrifying it looks like your your biggest like contribution to this is is light bulbs is what food light bulbs Mm. it's your light bulbs (laughs) you have to stop eating light bulbs they taste so good delicious crunchy neon gas i bet i bet it's single-handedly the eggs thing (laughs) you kill four chickens a day for all the eggs that you eat there should be a pie chart where it's just like how i don't know how much pie you eat is most of the chart Uh, oh Well, I guess that's kind of like food. Tom was about to turn the laptop because there is a pie, <laughs> pie, pie, pie chart. Yeah. So it's all eggs? It's, it's just, so it's 45% of your consumption is food, followed okay. by services, which I think is like transport, I guess. Yeah, probably. Uh, shelter, and then mobility and goods are both pretty low on there. I want to know if if your friend who had like the 100 Earths, mm-hmm. is it because he drives or yeah, has a car? He, yeah, so he drives like over 100 kilometers a day yeah to like back and forth i'm rarely in a car yeah (laughs) yeah that's it i feel like not having a car helps a lot but But i feel like i feel like if if you have a hybrid car that's different right or if you have an electric car that's different right probably for sure but i mean at the same time how many people actually have hybrid cars my parents do oh 90 percent of the cars i'm in regularly are my parents so (sighs) That or I've I've uh, Simon's parents are cars. Yep, they're cars. Yeah, my mother the car um, was a real TV show in the eighties, probably. <laughs> uh, but the, I've I've started using a, a taxi service called Teo Taxi, which is uh, okay. entirely electric cars, oh. and it and it works like Uber, where you've got an app and it knows your location and it's connected to your uh, to your credit card and you just call it and it gets to your if you may have seen them around they're these like white and green yeah cars. Oh, those, those yeah are... they're entirely electric taxis wow is it cheaper it's uh equivalent okay yeah it, the first time i took one was to get back from the to my place from the airport and it was like 40 bucks oh which is well, how much it costs it's like a standard yeah. that's about yeah. right yeah so it's it's about the same <laughs> yeah oh like uber is still a little cheaper but you can feel better in the fact i also rode in a tesla which I felt is re- a re- real fancy car. So there's there's a the Venn diagram for people who are rich enough to own Teslas and people who need a second income by doing Teo taxis. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I this suspect, contains a person. I suspect that the car is supplied by Teo Taxi. I don't think mm. it's like a it's like a another taxi where you use the car you already own. I think yeah. the whole company is one guy named Teo, and he's the only person in that. <laughs> there's actually it's just one car, and it's him. Yeah. Yeah. Has it always been the same driver? <laughs> mm, it's just Teo. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good friend of ours. Teo with his yeah. Tesla. Friend of podcast. We do know a guy named Teo. Yeah. 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 Brother of one-time podcast guest Chris Akins. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, guys, yeah. if you want to support the show, you can head on to teotaxi.com/masterbus. <laughs> Ride in the patented Teo Taxi Masterbus, and that way you will have only the emissions of your own body to deal with. 
<laughs> well, there's a word. <laughs> emissions. Uh, and if you guys, if your wallets have emissions that you're just dying to tidy up, you can go to patreon.com slash up for discussion and pledge as little as a dollar a month. And anyone who pledges more than $5 a month gets to drive the direction of our content. Ooh, Ooh. I get what you did. It's a joke. Drive. See? Funny. <laughs> also, if you donate more than $40... Uh, you can't name the bear anymore. No. Yeah, that's right. That was a one-person perk. The mighty brown dragon. Of You're gonna have to Earth. fight Kendallin for that. Yeah. If you if you want to, or convince her to stop donating. Yeah. I mean, if she ever leaves that, it'll be open again, and someone else can yeah. name it. Don't so convince her to stop donating. You hear that, Kendallin? <laughs> She's more than half of our of our support. Don't. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, if if you ever we in bow a fight, to the yeah. If you ever in a fight, just give the other person a Pepsi, and then it'll. Oh, it'll get better. Oh, snap. <laughs> We've still got like 10 minutes left of show oh, for the oh. I, was doing, I was doing the end of show music. No, don't. Oh, no. You gave me a look like we were wrapping it up. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay. Oh, oh, Tom's got the, the mic belly thing going. There we go. Oh, wow. Get comfy. <laughs> so I, 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 was, I wanted to talk to you guys about something. It's been on, it's been on my mind. On your heart, Tom. Mm-hmm. It's been on my heart. It's been on my mind. It's been on my strength. It's is been on my spirit. Whoa, that's intense. It's been on all of those. Mm-hmm. You've been watching Riverdale, I guess. <gasps> no, Riverdale. I I probably am gonna start it tonight though. I've I've got some laundry to fold. So mm-hmm. <laughs> that's good laundry folding. Yeah, and I I, I just finished Downton Abbey, so mm-hmm. I need I need something else. I feel like Riverdale. at about the same caliber. So I figured Riverdale was a good. Uh, you know, it it has the same color scheme as most laundry rooms. In terms of like the overall like visual feel of it, you'll see what I mean when you fold laundry. <laughs> so, what's on your mind, heart, soul, and spirit? Yes, uh, it's that I'm graduating. Yay! I'm finishing my bachelor of fine arts nice. in acting from Concordia. And uh, yesterday, uh, every uh, I was having Easter dinner with my family, and every adult member of my family was talking about how they are all doctors. Jesus. Like they all have doctorates or at least uh, they all except one of them. They all have doctorates and they're all talking about how only some of them in Quebec can be legally called themselves doctor because hmm. um, you have to be a medical doctor to call yourself doctor in Quebec. Okay. Mm. I don't. You, you, otherwise you just call yourself a PhD. Yes. Otherwise okay. you you call yourself professor or whatever. Well, or you if you say doctor, you have to follow it with comma space PhD. So that yeah. people know. Exactly. Hmm. So, but like you, if so, my 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 father's an engineer, and he cannot refer to himself as Doctor Pelzi legally in Quebec. But then my aunt is a doctor of of psychology. works She works in a school in Ontario, and she can call herself doctor, but not in Quebec. Anyway, so that got me thinking: if I should start calling myself bachelor, <laughs> <laughs> how would Claire feel about that? <laughs> uh, I haven't brought it up to her yet. I'm pitching it here. Before I talk to her, because I know she doesn't listen to the pod. So this is a safe space. Right. Safe space. Good yeah. So I'm wondering if I started calling myself Bachelor Peltier, do you, if I started putting that on my business cards, what do you, get, what, what do you guys think? Okay. I think I'd have to find you a cast of like 20 women who are maybe interested in marrying you. <laughs> hmm. um, yeah, if it's on a business card, I mean, if you're putting Simon Peltier, comma, yeah. B, F-A. BFA. Yeah, I find that's quite normal. A lot of people totally. do that, but yeah. it, uh, in but everyday if you, life, yeah. if you're like Bachelor Simon, like, uh, what if, are you if, to say? Like if if on my desk I have a little like nameplate that a says placard, like yeah. B dot Peltier, 
Right. B dot Simon Pelty. So Bachelor Simon Pelty. Ba- bachelor. So is right. it, are you saying the business cards would say Bachelor Simon Pelty yes. on them? Oh, okay. in that format? No. I like no. that a lot. I think you should do <laughs> and I think your logo should just be a single rose. <laughs> That'd be so funny. And that way when you give people your business yeah. card, you can say, hire me for the right reasons. <laughs> I think also, but I think even if I were to just add BFA at the end of my my real serious, um, um, my actual serious business cards, I think people will take me more seriously as an actor if they see that I have a bachelor's because I know that it it influences you all. It really influences whether people choose you or not. Sure, yeah. yeah. If they see that you you have a bachelor, so I education is very important when it comes, especially to in that field in this field as well. No, I, I I don't know if this was caught, but it, it, it does not matter at all. No. Like how much you've studied in acting to yeah. be an actor. But I think what yeah. it does show is that you like are willing to put time into stuff, which yeah. is still a quality that people in yeah. every industry are going to look mm-hmm. at and be like, well, he put four years into that. So, <laughs> you know. Yeah, that's true. I have two comments on this. One is that I, I made the mistake of doing what you are talking about at one point, where at the end of one of my first YouTube videos, I said... I have a master's degree. Now you can call me Master Tim Blay. And the result of that is that my entire family has called me Master Tim Blay ever <laughs> since. And it's it's quite annoying. Um, yeah. So a caution. The second is that that's really the initials, BFA, because I, I yeah. would think that was like a flight academy somewhere, like Berlin Flight Academy. Bigfoot aficionado. <laughs> I could just uh, imagine someone like, what does BFA stand It's a for? Bachelor of Fine Arts. Big. Yeah. Nope. Or if if you got a master's and you had MFA, mm-hmm. hmm. that's true. I know some people who are going. I'm a motherfucking actor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, I might do that actually. You should put MFA and then be like, "Oh, you have a master's? No, I'm just a motherfucking actor." Bouse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I've never found myself in need of a business card until a couple of weeks ago when I like actually started networking and I was like, "Hey." Do you mind if I write my email on the back of this receipt? <laughs> yes, it's for, yeah, it's, yes, it's a receipt for gummy bears. Please ignore that. <laughs> mm. It makes it memorable. Yeah. yeah. What if like, I only gave out my email on gummy bear receipts? That's your thing. I'd have to buy a lot of gummy bears. You could style your business card <laughs> like that. Just find a gummy yeah. bear receipt template somewhere. What if you just like really frequently bought the smallest denomination of gummy bears? <laughs> so it's like you would be buying a lot of gummy bears, but it'd be like, right. in, like I don't know. But only dollar. do it at bulk barn. So you buy like a single gummy bear at a time. Or... Yeah. Or I think the simplest way to do it is that I would just buy some gummy bears and then I go to to buy them and then I ask them, can you print the receipt out again? And then can you print it 500 more times? No, that's fraud. <laughs> that's fraud because then you can go back with gummy bears from other stores and give them the receipt and they'd be like, oh, yeah, I, you purchased I think, gummy bears I think from they store. have to reprint your receipt if you ask for it. Yeah, mm-hmm. and but it, can I they mean, reprint it five hundred? I, I'm, I'll try. They're all mm-hmm. dated, so you wouldn't actually be able to commit tax fraud with it because yeah. they yeah. don't have the same information on. I'm them. not saying tax fraud, just like store fraud. Like you, if say, say I bought a bicycle, I mean, that and then would I got be... the store to give me ten receipts for bicycles. Could I not then bring ten bicycles back in a row and be like, here's the receipt? No, no, because it's a transaction number thing as well. Uh, yeah, yeah, they probably keep record of every kind of return. Stores are item. smarter than I think. <laughs> <laughs> and I think they would and say no just because it's a waste of paper. And yeah, yeah. More, more and, likely. And also, probably they would check the bike receipt and go, well, this says that, that you bought a Peugeot, and you're, I'm looking at a CCM. 
right now so you're not giving me the right bike or the right receipt was that just so you could drop your knowledge of bike brands in a <laughs> podcast i mean what does ccm stand for no idea christian S- contemporary christian music circa 1998 revival <laughs> maybe it's cmm no i'm not sure no i think it's ccm yeah that no. sounds right mm, yeah something cyclist something something cycle something cardio cycle master that's what it means Sure. So you should put that on your business card, CCM, BFA, MFA. I think that's right. I think I'm going to do that. BFF. Yeah. DDS, just for good measure. <laughs> <laughs> and then finish it with BFD. That's hmm? BFD. BFD is what, uh, is what Joe Biden said to Obama after the... Uh, after Obamacare passed, where he said this is a big fucking deal. Oh, and okay, and okay. it was caught on tape, or like someone could only barely hear him say it's a big fucking deal, and people, and then it's a BFD became a thing in political science. You should know this. You're a political scientist. Big furry dinosaur. I graduated like five <laughs> years ago, <laughs> which Wait. is exactly when Obamacare passed. Uh, mm. Is that true? Probably. Mm. No. All right. Fact wow. checkers, we don't have. On that. We do have a fact checker. Do we? Not anymore. We did because okay. we stopped reading her facts. <laughs> she stopped sending facts <laughs> because we stopped reading them. <laughs> Wait, Ashley, I've been I've been looking for an excuse to ask you ask you this for a mm-hmm. while. I mean, it's not a personal question. Just what do you do now? Like you were a political scientist, a political person, yeah, and then, and then, I then was you a worked in space. Analyst, and what, then what now? Is, I is I your... work at McGill as an advisor for PhD and master students in engineering. Whoa! So Makes I tell sense. them what to do. Do you have a PhD? I don't. I, I said that very far from the mic. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, I only have a master's, but but I still tell people with PhDs what to do for my job. It's Fair quite enough. fun, yeah. You don't and have to have done something to know how to do it. I I um, <laughs> Thanks I mean, to differ right over here. I would say you don't have to know how to do something to tell other people how to do it, mm. but that doesn't mean that you know how to do it, right? Fair, yeah. But sometimes you do something the first time and you do it right, and that means you knew how to do it before you did it. I don't think so. I think there are very few things that work that way. Like mm. scrambling eggs, I think, is one of the ones that's pretty intuitive. <laughs> I burned eggs. I don't know. I once saw someone co- like write a Facebook post saying, I finally got scrambled eggs right. And I was like, what kind of sad ass life do you <laughs> <laughs> It's taken you several tries to do scrambled eggs properly. <laughs> well, well, maybe his what he uh, judges as success is maybe... I like n- that you assume their gender because it was, in fact, a girl. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, so, 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 gosh. Oh gosh! Oh yeah, no! Here one. we go. Um, okay, they <laughs> maybe they're judging success by how little it sticks to the pen because that's the most common problem when you make scrambled eggs. That I is feel. a common problem. Yeah. 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 Did you ever ask how they were getting it wrong? I would love to have been like, "Hey, can you send me like a series of photos of your?" Because <laughs> <laughs> I feel like scrambled eggs is the easy one. Like, mm. yeah, I I finally got an omelet flip proper. That was a weird statement. I finally, I finally got an omelet flip proper. <laughs> I finally flipped an omelet properly the other day. Mm. And I was like, this is an achievement. Because yeah. usually if you try to make an omelet, like you don't get the flip right. And then you're just like, fuck it. This is scrambled eggs now. Yeah. <laughs> like, huh. how, so like, you- what, how, how do you know when to flip your omelet? I don't know yet. I've done it right twice. Okay. But then because the third okay, time omelet, I tried, I screwed if, it up. If, if it is what I think it is. Wouldn't it be like a crepe, which is when the sides start to curl up? Well, so that's what I thought at first. 
but I think you can do it a little bit before that still. Right. Like, because there's a point when you can sort of see through the top that the bottom has, like, cooked. Right. And that's, I think, the point when it's appropriate to start flipping your omelet. Do you do, like, the half moon omelet or the circular omelet? I was just about to ask that. That makes a big difference. Yeah. Well, the half moon, right? Because that's the one that... You flip and You flip it into a sandwich. You fold, yeah. 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 Because otherwise you're just, like, flipping the whole thing over. It's an egg calzone is what it is. Yeah. Hmm. It's like a... It's like so an egg are, panada. So then are we asking <laughs> are we asking when's the right time to fold it or when's the right time to flip the folded thing? Because those are two oh. distinct and complicated moves. The fold is the is the part that's more difficult, I think. Hmm. The folding? Yeah. Because if it's really hard to get the fold perfect. I always struggle with the flipping of the fold. Yeah, really? me too. Hmm. Maybe because I overfill it and it all starts like leaking, leaking out. out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I wouldn't know. <laughs> Simon doesn't eat eggs. Uh, I, I'll tell you what, though. I would love to be good at making omelets. Right? It's something I would really like to be good at. The thing is that I currently have nobody in my life who would eat omelets. Because oh. my roommate doesn't particularly like them. My girlfriend is vegan. Mm. Uh, you could come over and cook omelets for us. That true. would be fine. That's true. Yeah. Or you can go to Japan and work for Jiro in his sushi shop and learn how to make egg omelet for 10 years. And become an egg omelet special. I'm not that committed to it. (laughs) (laughs) The four years of a BFA in the thing that I love was enough. I think 10 years Mm. into a thing I'm mediumly interested in is like... But then you could call yourself an omelet doctor. (gasps) Not in Quebec, though. Uh, So mm. it's pointless. I don't know. Omelets are kind of medicine. Now is the appropriate time. Well, Ashley, thanks so much for joining us. Oh, my God. Thank you for having me. That was great. Uh, So you just don't have anything to plug? At the moment, I have nothing to plug. Cool. Go to McGill. Ask for Ashley. Oh, jeez. They'll find her. Oh, gosh. They'll find her. (laughs) Keep an eye out for dogs' breakfast shows in the Montreal area. Yes, yes. We'll be be doing some shows soon. Maybe some sketch, too. You guys opened for Too Many Cooks last month? We did, That was fun. That was so much fun. That was interesting. It was a long set as well. Yeah, so I think I you guys did a really that. good job with it. Thank you. Yeah, yeah we really we, we had a good time yeah. and a good host. Oh yeah, there you go, Tom. Tom oh, Tom the was the host. Bag. Yeah, Tom, I get it. Tom was the host. <laughs> it was me. Uh, Tim, Simon, anything big going on this week you want to plug? Um, I may have released a video by the time this. No, I won't by the time no, this is out. But I like may have released hours. it before the next one comes out. But I don't know. But probably there will be things going up on the channel because I just did a live show in Vancouver, and bits of that will go up. And I'm doing interviews, and bits of that will go up, and things are happening. So subscribe to YouTube.com/slash/AcapellaScience if you haven't. I mean, I just bought some Dijon, so that's pretty exciting. <laughs> A big jar of so Dijon. It was Stay. Simon pulled it out before the show, <laughs> set it on the table like he was going to talk about it. I was just reorganizing the contents of my backpack. Uh, <laughs> so stay tuned. I may, I may post a picture of the Dijon, uh, D, the honey Dijon chicken, on my Instagram. So if you don't already follow me what? on Instagram, follow me at Know the Other Simon. Uh, you can follow Tom at Tom's a lot now. You can follow uh, Tim at Acapella Science. You can follow Ashley at Ashley. You can follow Ashley uh, at her house. What what was the address again? <laughs> at Ashley the rapper. Yeah, sure. Okay. That's probably. Do, do you have Twitter, Ashley? I don't. That's okay. why. Uh, so you cannot follow her. In fact, unfortunately, cannot follow. Do you have me. Insta? Do you? I gram? do have Insta. Yeah. Do you want people to follow you on Insta? Sure, you can follow me on Instagram. It's it's 
Schlee06. Schlee06. You can follow her at Schlee06. And you can follow us collectively on all the platforms at Down With Talking. Donate to us at patreon.com slash up for discussion. You can go to uh, uh, tpublic.com slash up for discussion or something. Something like that. tpublic.com. Go in the search bar. Look for up for discussion. And then we'll see you next week. And we will interview my Dijon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my Dijon. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Oh. Interesting. I've made it to I think that's the first minutes. time I've ever done the outro.